1: All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, we have a good... I always have a good show for you, or at least I always try, and I think that they they always turn out to be um, really fabulous. (laughs) <laughs> largely because of my fabulous guests and because of the topics that I pick that are not usually ones that you're going to hear in the mainstream media, or at least I give you a different take from what you will hear in the mainstream media. And today is no exception. We're going to be talking today about, have you been hexed? <laughs> when, when's the last time you thought about that one? Have you been hexed? <laughs> now, this is not a joke. Um, actually... Um, there are. What's interesting is I thought this would be a great topic for January because um, you know I, I've been talking uh, in previous shows recently about New Year's resolutions and how important it is to make New Year's resolutions and how um, you know how people have given up on that. A lot of the, too many people, too many, a large percentage of people in our population have given up. Too many, um, too large a percentage, and. You know, a lot of times why people give up or why they think they've been hexed is because um, things don't go they've, – they've, they've been frustrated. You know, they, whether they've made New Year's resolutions, they've set goals on dream vision boards, they've done, um, you know, other kinds of uh, um, things that are supposed to bring about good results – and it doesn't happen, and time after time after time it doesn't happen, and then that leads some people to think, maybe I've been hexed. There's nothing I can do um, that will make things turn out well, regardless of how hard I try, regardless of all these different newfangled (laughs) ways of of trying to make things uh, get accomplished. It just doesn't happen. And so one of the fallback things that some people think, and they may not use the word hexed, but it's, you know, maybe uh, karma is against me, the world is against me, God is against me. Um, you know, whatever it is, they think that the, that something that they can't fix is against them. And so what's the point of trying? What's the point of making a New Year's resolution? What's the point of working so hard? And so on. So today we have an expert on this. Um, her name is Alexandra Sharon, and she is the author of a book called, interestingly enough... <laughs> Have you been hexed? Alexandra, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Carroll. First of all, of course I'm fascinated by what got you into looking at this, exploring this, and and to the point of writing a book about it. But before we even get into that, your personal story, um, I want you to explain what you mean by hexed.
3: Sure. Uh, well, uh, in order to get a background on this, you'll have to understand that there are many cultures, including my own, that believe in the practice of magic. And magic is not necessarily, you know, creating fire in front of our eyes or doing ama- amazing stunts. Magic can be simplified in the definition of creating a change in your world in accordance with your will or in accordance with what you want. A hex or a curse, which I use interchangeably in my book, a hex or a curse is a bad or negative magic spell that is used to cause harm, either physical or emotional or uh, spiritual. And uh, this is just uh, as opposed to a positive spell, for example, one that might be used to acquire money uh, or acquire a home or, you know, get good health or good well-being. A hex is one it's negative and it's directed at a person in order to cause negativity.
2: Okay. And you refer to your culture. What culture is that?
3: Well, I'm a practicing Wiccan. And so I believe in magic as it exists in the world. And so uh, in my book, I, I try to write for the layperson who may or may not believe in magical phenomena, but who may be encountering something that could be possibly a hex.
2: Okay, and now could you define for people Wiccan? What is the culture, what is a Wiccan? A Wiccan, Wicca is my religion,
3: and uh, British traditional Wicca, which is the the, the type of Wicca that I practice, is a mystery religion in which we are initiated into the religion, we worship our gods, and we go through experiences in our group, groups which are called covens, and we do practice magic as uh, as part of our daily lives, and so do
2: people say, "Well, that means you're a witch,
3: yeah, witch is another word for Wiccan. I mean it might be a more sensational word, but it it's certainly apt,
2: okay, all right, so tell us about well first of all were you i mean were your parents Wiccans, or how did you begin practicing oh, well being... uh
3: Wicca is a religion for adult practitioners, and my parents were kind of interesting folks. I I was always interested in magic growing up, and my my mother was too. She's, She's always been a seeker, one of those wanderers in life who is never quite lost. And so when I was a child, I experienced psychic phenomena, and I experienced magic in my life, and my mother was very accepting of this and encouraged me to learn more and encouraged me to seek and find my own path in order to understand what was going on in my life. Uh, So uh, along the way, I I became interested, especially in fortune telling, uh, which is, you know, the practice of looking at people's past, present and future in a spiritual context and trying to figure out uh, how to advise people in, in which direction to go if they're experiencing troubles or if they just want to seek an amazing goal and so uh, I've been practicing as a fortune teller in my personal life and in my spiritual life with my friends and and with my family all my life and in 1999 I started my own fortune telling business which I've been doing ever since then and it's really the best job in the world I, I can't can't tell you how amazing it is. But that's where I started running into an interest in curses and hexes because I was very interested to find that nearly every day that I work, and I work my job five days a week like most people, I get at least one person coming to me who believes that he or she has been cursed or hexed. And I thought this was very odd. Because uh, I could easily tell with my fortune-telling divination tools, because this is one of the purposes, I could tell that this person had not in fact been hexed. In fact, hexes and curses are very, very rare in our culture, uh, at least effective ones. And so I thought this was very curious, that there's a large body of people out there walking around on the streets thinking that they have been inflicted upon by some sort of evil spell, when in fact they have not. And so this was the beginning of my research for my book because I wanted to uh, create a body of knowledge and a reference for people who feel in that, in fact, in a sense, by this hex or this curse so that they can release themselves from this this feeling and move forward with life. Huh.
2: Um, And so give us some examples of people who would, who came in to, and told you that they thought they were hexed? Well,
3: there's, there's plenty of examples. Like I said, these people come to me every every day, uh, and usually these folks are people like you've described. Something, very a very strange sequence of bad luck has occurred in their lives. For example, it might be limited one scope in life, like just bad luck in love. Every single man or boyfriend or husband that a woman meets uh turns out to be a terrible influence on her life and, and uh, causes her a lot of heartbreak. And after a string of such men in her life, you know, six, 12 men like this who have torn her heart apart, she may begin to think, well, maybe my love life is cursed. And, and some, some people will have this, this phenomenon seem to spread across more aspects of life, you know, so notice a lot of bad things happening at once. You know, they get in a little minor fender bender, and the next day they get fired from work, and then they go home from being fired, and the girlfriend's at the door saying, I'm ready to leave you for somebody else. And it's easy to think, wow, why are all of these bad things happening at once? Because humans are designed to look for patterns. We've we've We find patterns in our lives because it's a survival mechanism we've evolved to have. You know, if you see three people eat a poisonous berry and die, you're not going to eat that poisonous berry because your brain is smart. Likewise, if you notice a pattern of bad things happening, you're going to start trying to ascribe a cause. Mm-hmm. So these people who believe they've been hexed, even if they're not hexed, are not stupid people. They're very smart. A lot of them have really amazing jobs. You know, I've known an air traffic controller who thought she was hexed. And, and a newscaster who thought she was hexed, and there's all sorts of people who are very successful in areas of their lives and very smart, but they've grown to sort of have this negativity in their lives, and as a result, they they start bringing it about even more and more, and, and that's what I call sort of hexing yourself in my mm. book.
2: Mm. Well, um so what, okay. So, what would you, uh, how would you go about um, dealing with these people? How would you go about, first of all, deciding? I mean, do you ever think? Do you, um, do you believe in the possibility that these some people can actually be hexed, or do you just, when people tell you that, you just think, oh, you know, they're wrong? I tr- I treat every
3: hex case. As very serious potential, I I take it very seriously because I do believe that hexes exist out there in the world. There are many cultures in which hexes are commonplace, you know, in in other countries and in other areas where, uh, you know, you might not trust your police force, but you trust your, your own magic. And so you might use magic as a defense in the same way that you would use any other weapon or tool to defend yourself. And so mm-hmm. I do believe there are effective curses out there. And oh, okay. So
2: think- well, when we come back, we will hear more about, about those. We do need to take a break. Um, my guest is um, Alexandra Sharon, and her book is called Have You Been Hexed? You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I hope this show hasn't been hexed. <laughs> and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about Have You Been Hexed? with the author of a new book by that same name. Her her name is Alexandra Sharon. And before the break, we were talking about, um, I was asking how she can tell whether these people who think they've been hexed uh, actually have or haven't. And um, uh, during before we started, I was telling Alexandra about how During the um, uh, millennium, I spent two weeks in the uh, Peruvian Amazon with four shamans. And um, they were talking about how um, people there believe, you know, in, I don't think they called it hexes, but it's the same thing, that there's black magic that you can have just like you can have shamans. Um, trying to bring about positive things that you want in your life, which was kind of the point of the trip, um, uh, cavorting with these four shamans and, and trying to bring about positive things in your life at the millennium. Um, but also they were talking about be, being beware having to beware um bad shamans people who uh provide black magic or dark spells and so um alexander so tell us about that you know what what you were referring to other cultures and so on so what do you think about all that
3: sure yeah in many cultures across the world i can't even name them all right now you know but in asia the hamang people in in uh, haiti you know haitian voodoo practitioners uh In Africa and Afro-Caribbean religions and like you mentioned in the Amazon, in many cultures, disparate cultures around the world, we have this phenomenon where people believe that they have the power to change the world around them for good or for ill simply by using their thoughts and their magical practices, which might include ritual practices, songs, dance, and other uh, actions that can, can bring about these changes. And... Um, and I'd like to demystify hexes and curses a little bit further because I, I as mentioned earlier in your show for people tuning in now, magic is any practice which changes your environment around you in accordance with what you want to have happen, your will. And so a hex can be as simple as what they call in many cultures the evil eye, which is just, you know, glaring at someone so that they feel bad. Now, we've all probably done this. You know, if you mm. have a teenage son or daughter, you probably experience this every day, right? Mm-hmm. It's somebody it's somebody glaring at you, and that glare has an effect on you, right? Mm. Now, In its very simplest form, this is a hex, and it is called the evil eye. And this hex is something that we fend off every day. Uh, we have our own natural defenses to hexes and curses, Whether you believe in them or not, you do these things. You have practices where you shield yourself emotionally and spiritually from these glares, these evil eyes, and any other bigger hexes that might come along. Yeah, there are more complicated hexes out there uh, that might depend on the culture of origin. Uh, It can be very complex. It can be very simple. And the effectiveness of the curses and hexes, are often based on the effectiveness of the practitioner. So your scorned ex-girlfriend who's read a book on witchcraft is probably not going to be an expert spellcaster, right? She'll, she'll, so you don't really have to fear her in the same sense that those Amazonian shaman might fear the work of another shaman who spent his entire life developing this skill.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. So how do you tell... When these people come to you, like you were talking about before, who say to you that they think they've been hexed for these various reasons, how do you determine whether that whether they're right? Well, uh,
3: the, the traditional way of determining the presence or absence of a hex in all these cultures we've spoken about is divination, which is a form of fortune-telling. So there are many different ways you can use intuition or divination and tools of those those sorts in order to determine whether a hex or curse has been placed. And I outline many of those in my book so that people can perform them themselves. You know, you don't have to run out to your local psychic and spend money. These are practices that you can do in your own life. Um, I also just, usually I try to reassure people about the rarity of hexes and curses so that they can, Sort of relax and look more objectively at their lives because sometimes, uh, people can tell once they calm down from the, from the powerless feeling of having an evil spell inflicted upon you, um, once they sort of calm down and look at life objectively, uh, you can, you can see some of the personal habits of mind that might have come about in order to form the negativity that acts just like a hex or a curse.
2: Um, I'm not sure what you, you, mean, do you mean. Are you referring to hexing yourself? Or are you saying about make, making yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy?
3: Yes, all of the above. I
2: believe the mind is a powerful thing. And
3: uh, I think that we all have the power to give ourselves bad luck that is very real. You know, it's, uh, We might say, oh, it's all in your head, but it can still create tangible results in your own life. That's, that's the way magic works. And so I believe that a lot of people who uh, think that they've been hexed by someone else have actually been bringing negative things upon themselves through bad habits of mind that might cause them to uh, experience these, these negative things happening more intensely. Or to bring about more bad things. I mean, I'm sure we've all had that bad day that because you had a sour attitude, it just got worse and worse and worse. And there's no way to really rescue the day except for to call it quits and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like there are a lot of people out there who, who do that every day. And it's not their fault. And it's not because they're stupid it's because they have very powerful minds that are changing the world around them and they need to learn how to harness that power for themselves.
2: Hmm. So, can you give an example of that? I mean, how how someone can um, Well, first of all, the divination that you were talking about, how someone can determine for themselves whether whether they're doing it to themselves, you know, this negative attitude or whether or whether um uh, well or whether they do whether they have actually been hexed and whether is that something like if you if you think that they well i mean getting back to what you do to determine whether it's true or not um i'm not really sure what you mean by divination first of all and then also do you if you decide that it is true that they have been hexed in a way um do you do something can you do something to to take that off or is that somebody else's job?
3: Sure. I'd love to talk about all that. First, I'd like to talk about the, the two ways that you can analyze whether or not somebody's has been hexed. And the traditional way is divination. And divination is using tools or techniques in order to, to practice the art of fortune telling or to tell somebody's fortune, see if the, a hex or a curse is present. And one of these ways is, for example, palmistry, which is looking at the palm of the hand. And lines in the palm of the hand represent different areas of life. And traditionally, a star seen in the palm of the hand was a bad sign. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're cursed if you have a star in the palm. A star in the palm can represent any sort of uh, jarring, life-changing experience. And it might... It might be felt as negative. And so it, it kind of takes a level of, of context in order to read a poem or to use another form of divination to look for a curse or a hex. You know, you can't just grab your nearest person and assume they have a hex from what you see in the poem. Uh-huh. It's, kind of, it's a give and take, it's like a counseling session. Uh-huh. Um, the, there's also uh, tarot cards. You might have heard of the fortune telling cards called tarot cards, in uh-huh. which it, deck of 78 cards and each card represents a stage in in the human experience you might follow them end to end as telling the story of the hero's journey and when you lay them out for a particular person it, it tells that person's story so tarot cards can be used as another uh, divination tool uh, another one is pendulum dowsing which is uh, creating or using a, a plumb bob that swings freely and using that plumb bob as a way to, uh, the pendulum as a way to express uh, whether or not that person believes he or she has a curse or or whether that person is experiencing that negativity in a valid way. So there's all these different sort of pools. They're sort of like the, uh, the shaman's Rorschach inkblot test to understand somebody's uh, subconscious and to to use an intuitive counseling process in order to to figure out whether that person has been hexed um the other way that I mentioned is is simply looking at the situation objectively you know say uh, you know if a person's been hexed do, has a person threatens that person with a hex? you know that's the first question you can ask. Has anybody said that they've hexed you well yeah. no if, if nobody's told you they've hexed you well there's there's no reason for that you know they probably want to tell you because at least, you know, you're going to have the psychological effects of that as well. Uh, I often ask people if they have recently traveled to uh, another country because sometimes they might travel to an area where hexes are common and, and that might show up. Um, and I also, you know, ask if there's any other evidence uh, of a hex. You know, there some people might have. Uh, somebody that they're willing to blame with the with the curse casting, you know, like oh my ex wife, she hates me, and I'm sure she placed the hex. And I asked, mm. well, you know, is there any reason that she would be a a highly practiced and and efficient spellcaster? Because those are kind of rare in our culture. <laughs> uh-huh. So so I I kind of use both of these techniques together, and I outline both of these techniques in my book, you know, traditional divination as well as you know, logical thinking in order to analyze uh, the presence or absence of a hex. Now, um, the other question you asked is how do you remove the hex and is that something you have to go to somebody for? And no, I do not believe that you, can, you have to go to a professional hex removal person. And that is one major reason why I wrote my book is because I wanted this information to be accessed by anyone. I want it to be in every local library so that hopefully we can get rid of scam artists out there that do exist who claim that they can remove the curse. So uh, typically the way this happens is somebody goes to a practitioner who claims to be a psychic, for example, and get the reading and the psychic goes oh no you're cursed or oh no you're you need an aura cleansing because there's a blockage in your life and and that's why you can't move forward with your love life and then they'll say oh you know it's gonna take five hundred dollars or they'll name a pretty large sum of money in order to remove the hex and then they'll let that person sit with that idea a while until they they choose to pay the money and I, I would love to, I mean, these people are rare too, but I would love to eliminate their practice entirely. Um, and that's where the book comes in is because I want to express to people that removing hexes and curses is actually pretty simple. And even though there are many different hexes and curses, and I outline those in my book so people can sort of use the technique that works best with what's happening in their lives, uh-huh. um, the practice is actually very simple. It's as simple as saying a prayer.
2: Huh. Okay, well, we'll get back to that when we come back. Uh, we need to take another break. Boy, uh, it's all fascinating stuff. My guest uh, is, well, the name of her book is Have You Been Hexed? And that's what we're talking about today. And her name is Alexandra Sharone. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll come back and talk more about hexes. And uh, we are listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host. And uh, stay tuned.
0: If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: Hey, welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Alexandra Sharon. We're talking about Have You Been Hexed, which is the uh, name of her new book. And before the break, um, Alexandra, you were talking about how uh People can, people don't have, shouldn't get. You're hoping that one of the purposes of your book is to, to prevent people from getting scammed by people by psychics who are not um, professional like you or fortune tellers like you, and who um, tell people that they are hexed or agree with them that they are hexed and tell them for that for the, a mere five hundred dollars or I'm sure even more in some cases uh, they will remove the hex. <laughs> so. Um, tell us about how, what some of these, you know, what some of the people were, what some of the problems, what some of their hexes were, and um, first of all, what you do to remove them, and then some of the things that people can do themselves.
3: Sure. Um, well, uh, I'll talk about one common thing that happened that I thought was it was pretty funny as a professional fortune teller. I, I actually get a lot of letters and emails and, and phone calls about, text or curse jewelry so uh, people who believe that they have an item that has a curse on it often this is a a ring you know like a former red wedding ring or engagement ring or something and somebody believes that it's it's cursed and so uh when I was years ago when I was first starting out you know I didn't have a, a book to, <laughs> to refer people to and so I said oh well, sure you know send it to me and so I would get in the mail, these various cursed items huh. <laughs> that I was supposed to remove the curses from. And, you know, in many cases, these items weren't cursed. It was just, you know, the, the psychology that I spoke about before where, where people, uh, attributed curses to these items, but I treat them all the same. I, I might pack them in salt and bury them for a while. And, uh, uh, you know, the item could be destroyed. Uh, the item could be carefully cleansed in that way, you know, through burial or, or salt. And, uh, I would use these, these simple practices to sort of make the, the item safe again. Sometimes I would send it back to the person. Sometimes the person had wanted nothing to do with the item. Hmm. <laughs> so, and so I, I just hang on to it, you know, cause, uh, uh, why not? And none of these things were valuable in particular. And, uh, uh so this is just one one example of a a curse that people pretty frequently believe occurs. Um in another in other senses, you know, I would I would use some other traditional methods in, including sage smudging. This is a, a Native American practice in which uh using a, a sage bundle one can uh smudge a person and what that means is waving the the smoking bundle of sage that you've lit uh over a person in order to Cleanse or the energy of the person, or rid the person of any negativity. This is a practice that many people do, no matter what culture they're they're from. It's kind of spread and like wildfire. And so, this is a practice anyone can do at home uh, with a simple bundle of sage. And uh, furthermore, from that, I, I do recommend, especially if people have a, a belief in a higher power, uh, for example, God, you know, or or the universe the good universe out there or the higher self, I recommend that people simply say a prayer in order to remove the hex or the curse. It's amazing how many people live for years believing that they, a hex or a curse is present without without resorting to prayer because some people might not be comfortable with it. They might be a little rusty with it or they might have negative connotations associated with prayer due to a, a former religion from which they've converted uh, but I do recommend it because it's a very powerful tool. Uh, it mm-hmm. engages both the, the mind psychologically and also it engages your, yourself spiritually in order to combat any sort of hex or curse. And that's something anyone can do for themselves. No,
2: no money exchange required. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, do you ever actually out and out, like, let's say someone, um, you know, if you see a possible reason for why something is happening other than a hex. Um, do you ever tell the person, like, you know, um, like when people are using the hex, like what I was talking about at the beginning, if people t- start to believe that they're hexed because they're not getting ahead, whether it's their love life or their career or whatever, um, and you kind of can see, maybe in some of the way, the divination ways that you were talking about, the tarot cards or something like that, that, um, you can see that it's not a hex, but you can also see that, that there are things that this person is doing to sabotage themselves, um, not just by having a negative attitude, but they're actually, you know, doing specific things. Well, I mean, okay, for example, their love life, if they go into every relationship thinking that their their love life is hexed, they're going to bring about things that ultimately they're going to be afraid that the relationship is going to end because of this so-called hex. And so they're going to do things that will bring about the end unconsciously and then they can say, you see, <laughs> you know, I, I should never enter into a relationship again because I'm just hexed. So do you ever, like, tell people, you know, in in very in blunt terms that, um, or maybe through, the fortune telling that you, how do you, how do you go about it? When it's something is clear to you or pretty clear to you, how do you tell them like it, like it is? How do you tell it like it is? Well, Dr.
3: Carroll, I, I'm, I'm really glad you said all that. Cause I kind of want to stand up and give you a slow clap because that's exactly what my job entails as a fortune teller. The vast majority of my job is needing to be blunt with people and telling people that they are in fact in charge of their own destinies, and oftentimes sabotage is what comes about as a result of that. so um yes, I do tell people that earlier when I told you that I take every suspected curse very seriously, uh part of that is that I tell people when because I do have people still coming to me daily asking you know i think i have a curse will you do a divination for me please mm. and i i tell those people well before we get started please know that curses are very very rare and i want you to be prepared to hear you know the news that you might not be cursed and that you might need to make some pretty tough changes in your own life in order to to get away from the sort of thinking that has led you to believe this And so this is kind of part of the disclaimer that I tell people. So, yes, I I am blunt with people. I try to prepare them first by, you know, asking them if they really want to know the truth. Because some people don't. And that's fine. They just shouldn't be necessarily getting a reading from me. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I, I am very blunt. I try to... I try to frame it in, in a way that empowers people. You know, I don't spend all day telling people that ah, it's all in your head and just knock it off. Right. Because that's not going to help. Yeah. Uh, I, try, I, I try to listen and tr- try to offer empowering advice for how people can take steps in order to change those habits of mind that have brought them these habits of mind in the first place. Uh, so, uh, I, I believe those people are smart people who have very powerful minds and I'd love it if they
2: could harness that power for good. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So what kinds of reactions do you get? Um, when you tell, I mean, what's an example of, of someone that you told something to that was kind of blunt or kind of, you know, that they didn't really want to hear?
3: Well, I'm happy to report that most of the people that I get to inform that they are not cursed, they're actually very relieved. And so that's <laughs> yeah. good. So, so usually people take that pretty well. But I, I do have to inform people of one thing a lot of the time. Uh, another common question that I get as a fortune teller, which isn't exactly related to curses, uh, is uh, people who want to have an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend come back.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, I often have to be very blunt that the ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend is very, very unlikely to come back. And people in that case are usually pretty disappointed. But I try and, you know, empower with this advice, you know, by saying, well, you know, or let's try and look at some goals. Obviously, you want a relationship. So let's look at what needs to change in your life in order to bring about and draw in a positive relationship that could be even better than that relationship you had in the past that you're clinging mm-hmm. to. So, so I try try and look on the positive. I mean, it's always kind of a bummer. And I have to say, you know, I'm sorry, the reading didn't go uh, as well as we'd hoped, but, you know, I, I leave people with, with the advice they can take to sort of create the future that they are hoping to bring about.
2: You know, yes, you often see, like, um, in the backs of magazines or on the Internet, you know, uh, psychics advertising themselves as ones who can put a spell on uh, an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or ex-husband or wife to bring them back. Right. Does that, that, like, make your blood boil?
3: (laughs) Well, those psychics, you know, when you go to those psychics, guess what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you you've been hexed or you have a blockage or your aura is dirty or another sort of way of saying that you've got some sort of problem that they can fix with magic Mm. and so so these these claims that they can bring your ex back are often bait in order to bring you into a scam situation a first scam situation and people get taken by these you know a lot of people get taken for a lot of money and it's very sad you know to think about you know nice elderly people or or, you know, single moms and all these people who are taken advantage of during times when they're at their most vulnerable.
2: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what about, what kinds of, do you ever get people um, saying to you, um, like coming back and and say you you tell them their fortune and they they go away and they come back three months or six months later and they say, you told me... (laughs) i was going to meet a tall dark stranger or you told me i was going to come into a lot of money now i don't know that you tell people these kinds of things but whatever it is that you see and that you tell them and then they come back and they complain that it didn't happen does that ever happen I haven't had that happen yet. That's
3: not to say that I won't have that happen. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm human. So sometimes I pour orange juice into my tea instead of milk in the mornings. <laughs> so we, we all have mistakes that we make, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I've kind of given you a clue as to how my readings progress. And it's not really the kind of movie movie TV reading that you might come to expect. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't say you're in grave danger and stuff like that. Uh, I try to focus on people creating their own destinies and trying to bring about what they want to manifest. And so it's kind of a my, the readings I give are not as black and white. I don't believe that the future is written in stone. I feel like uh, we're all we're all trying to create things together and sometimes they don't work out and sometimes they do. But I try to empower people to, to create change I, instead of just predicting change and saying, this is going to fall in your lap, and that's not. Uh, I don't think that that's helpful. That'd be a neat party trick, but it's not really something uh-huh. that I
2: sell to create great things in people's lives, you know? Well, that's, that's, that's great. That really sounds like a very ethical way of doing things. We need to take a break again. Um, the The... The show, I think the show is hexed because it's going too quickly. (laughs) My (laughs) guest is Alexandra Sharon. Her book is Have You Been Hexed? And this is a whole new way of thinking about all of this. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question
0: or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, where we have been talking about Have You Been Hexed with Alexandra Sharon, who is the author of uh, this new book with that title. She's also the author of several other books and I will be giving you her website where you can look that up um, and her telephone number where you can call her. Um, if you would like to hear more about, uh, have well, have her uh, hear more about either whether she thinks that you have been hexed or have her do uh, her, use her fortune telling psychic skills on you or whatever. Um, so I'll be giving you that as well. Um, now, I know, Alexandra, you also wanted to tell people about how they can develop. See, this is such an interesting... The way you do it is so it's so different from so many fortune tellers who, you know, sort of want you to just come to them and they will, they will interpret everything for you and then you can go, you know, go away and, and wait for all these things to happen and you have a different approach to this which is really refreshing. So how can people develop their own psychic skills?
3: Great. I believe that Everybody has the potential to develop psychic skills. I'm not particularly powerful of an individual. That's not that's not why I am a fortune teller. The reason I am a fortune teller is because I took the time to practice and develop my skills. Um just like you could or anyone else could if they they dedicate themselves to that practice. So I've written several more books about psychic development as well. I I do love to empower people. I think that Fortune-telling is something anyone can do every day in order to, to guide their lives and feel really powerful. And so I do advise that people sort of work on their own intuition. Part of that might be beginning with working with dreams. So starting by keeping a dream journal. Uh, it's kind of a hard practice because, you know, we all want to just roll over and go back to sleep if we wake up with a dream. Mm-hmm. But, but that's kind of the first step in tapping into your own subconscious and, and figuring out how the subconscious can be the seat of your own intuition. So I really recommend that. I, I recommend that people, you know, start studying about themselves and about the mind because there's, there's so much that people can wander through life and, others can take advantage of you if you don't know the power of your own mind. And and that's why I wrote my book. I think a lot of practitioners, like you said, a lot of psychics might want to keep the power in their own hands, you know, for monetary reasons or otherwise. In fact, I've had a lot of uh, flack from some people saying, oh, removing a hex isn't that easy, you know? And, and let, people want you to believe that because that gives them the power. But mm. I, I believe that, you know, since hexes and curses operate through the powers of magic and the the powers of the mind they they can be dispelled through those same great powers and those are powers that are within each and every one of us
2: mhm and when you um use these different divination techniques and you see something in someone's future that looks you know like let's say that i guess the ultimate is that that there you see some sign that her, that their death is coming or that someone close to them is going to die, or that they're going to have some kind of tragedy before them. How do you go about um, warning them of this?
3: Well, hopefully I've asked the person if they're ready for for bad news. You know, I prepare the person. And then we try and problem-solve, because uh, you know the whole point of the reading is not just to lay out a bunch of tricks and say this and that and the other thing. The point of the reading is to empower and we try to find our way around the tragedy, we try and find our way to the, to the silver lining or to a way that we could hopefully avert such tragedy. I, I try and tell people that predicting, it's kind of like, it's kind of like predicting the weather. You know, if you, you might not be able to see how many inches of rain are going to fall tomorrow, but you could probably predict whether or not it's a good idea to have a picnic, right? And so if you see some some possible tragedy that could come up, hopefully you will be able to find out ways to avert that or mitigate it in some way, uh, you know, to give the power back to the person who's coming to you.
2: Like, for example, telling the person that they should go see a doctor and get a checkup.
3: Exactly, exactly. A lot of people want health readings as well, and health readings are great, but you also have to be, uh, working with a medical team, a team of medical practitioners, so that you can get those pieces covered before you start acting about your spiritual
2: well being. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Um, <laughs> do you see any, is there any particular thing that you've been seeing more recently, like, like any trend? that you've been seeing, whether it's in terms of what what kinds of people are coming to you or what kinds of um, what you're seeing in their future or or what? Yeah, you know, it's
3: funny. I've been doing fortune-telling for uh, a while now, and I noticed the demographics are changing. You know, there's more men who are getting regular, uh, you know, psychic reading sessions. Uh, More people are comfortable having their children have fortune-telling, for instance. And I do notice a lot of, you know, interest in in pop culture spills over into my life as well. You know, when the Harry Potter movies had the tea leaf reading, I guess, in them. And so then I got a lot of people who wanted tea leaf mm. reading all of a sudden. <laughs> so mm. it's kind of it ebbs and flows just like in any other industry, you know, the popularity of, of what's there to offer. Um, when I first started, I was, it was in the early 2000s when the psychic hotlines were really po- popular, you know. Call uh-huh. me now for your free reading, said Miss Cleo and all the commercials, you know. It was yeah. Big... And now the psychic hotlines aren't really the thing anymore. Now people want to have a fortune teller who's really their personal fortune teller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For like a counseling session, and we really get to know each other, and I really like it that way because then I have, you know, a lot of clients that are that are close to me. I can really stay, keep up with their lives, and see them over and uh-huh. over and years progress. And it, it's really a great new era for for fortune telling, which is hmm. you know oldest and most enduring form of, of art out there. Really, so I'm looking Whoa. forward to what the future holds. <laughs>
2: Well great. Um, now I want to make sure we have time to get in all the information that people can uh so people can find you in your book. So of course, um, we've been talking about Alexandra's uh current book, latest book called Have You Been Hexed and if, and you can get that in your local bookstores or on Amazon. Um, and also she has a website uh called earthshod.com, uh E A R T H like earth and then shod, S-H-O-D, earthshod.com, and you can find um, uh, the description of her other books as well that will help you to develop your own psychic abilities. And then, Alexandra, do you want to give your telephone number?
3: Sure. Uh, It's uh, 206-9-C-Psychic. That's 206-9-S-E-E, Psychic. And if you want to see the rest of my
2: books, go to earthshod.com slash books. Okay. And now do you, from what you've said about people sending you things, I, I take it that you don't just see people face-to-face, um, but also over the? do you do this over the phone or, or over Skype or what? I do a lot
3: of internet readings. Uh, email readings are actually my most popular right now, and I do have an office in uh, the Seattle area of Washington State where I do see people face-to-face. And uh, like I said, the, the Psychic hotlines have kind of died down a little bit, but email readings are definitely on the rise.
2: Well, how do you do an email reading?
3: Well, um, the same way that I do other readings, I use divination tools in the same way. Obviously, uh palm readings much harder. I tried to do that with, with <laughs> photos, but it was such a pain. But I do tarot readings. Uh, I do do tarot readings and crystal ball readings and, and use other divination tools for for email readings. I'm not really sucking information out of the person when I'm doing a reading, so I don't have to
2: be in the
3: same room. (laughs) Huh.
2: Okay, that's interesting. And you don't have to, like, you don't need to know more information about them or hear their voice?
3: No, I I do appreciate anything that people do tell me, but it's not really necessary.
2: Huh. Okay, well, again, I want to give you Alexandra's um, website. It's earthshod.com. And um, her number is two zero six nine c S-E-E-Psychic. And, again, her book that we've been talking about is Have You Been Hexed? So, Alexandra, thank you so much. It was really a delight. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.